Most important morning routine. Most important, write this down. Wake up. All right, welcome to Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and today we have Grant Cardone. Grant, I don't really think you need an introduction, man. So let's get right into it. Grant, how you doing, man? Good. I'm doing great, brother. Good to see you, Ram. Yeah, super excited, man. So today we're going to be talking all about Undercover Billionaire, but I wanted to ask you a question even before that. And so that is about morning routines, because I know there's a ton of things about, is there the right morning routine? Is there the wrong morning routine? For you, what is your morning routine? Number one, most important morning routine. Most important, write this down wake up does it matter what time yeah i mean you know i like to beat the sun up dude i like to beat the sun up but you know every morning that i wake up i'm grateful i woke up like i'm like hey dude i actually woke up today so if i could beat the sun up that would be awesome i didn't do that today i didn't pull that off today because i slept Mm -hmm. in because i got like 17 interviews today i'm like i'm going to sleep in and get as much rest as i can because i know today's going to be a bit wearing but if i could beat the sun up that I'm controlling kind of the day. I'm getting a head start on the day. I know I know guys that like to wake up at 3.30 in the morning. I used to do that. I can't do that anymore. I don't find that productive for me. Maybe, maybe I need to go back to it. I don't know. But uh, if I beat the sun up, I'm very happy with myself. And I try to get a workout in every day. I did do that today. Write my goals down in the morning. If I can get those three things, three things done, workout, write my goals, beat the sun up. Dude, I'm off to a great start. That's awesome. Yeah. And do you incorporate any sort of like meditation, mindfulness, or is that not really your thing? Yeah, I used to meditate. I have found something much more powerful than meditation. So I don't need to get rid of anything because I have cleared my mind of the destructive, sabotaging, limiting belief system that most people operate with every day. And when I write my goals down, that is my form of future projection in present time to what I want to create going forward. Mm -hmm. And when you are writing those goals down, is there a certain format you're just kind of saying, here's what I want to achieve here in my life? It's a piece of paper, bro. It's a piece of paper with a pen. It's not a notepad. It's not on my computer. It's not on a phone. It's me taking a piece of some ink and throwing down on a sheet of paper. Hey, $25 billion worth of real estate. I've given away $100 million of my own money. I've raised a billion dollars for charities. Like these are massive, massive goals that are unachievable for the day. I write my big goals down. Once I get to the office, I'm looking at my targets. Targets are things I can accomplish today. Goals are things that I may not accomplish in my lifetime. Yeah, and I think a lot of people try to overcomplicate it with, oh, I need to write 10 goals down for the day and then they don't do it and then they get sad and then they don't really project long-term. And I think, like you said, seeing those long-term visions right from the start in the morning does the job a lot better than something you know like meditation because you're actually visualizing it while you're writing those things down. And so I want to actually transition into the other undercover billionaire uh, episode that you did. And so my first question is because I actually uh, was in the middle of watching it, actually. And how did you go unnoticed? Because not only are you recognizable on, on the Internet, but also weren't there a ton of cameras following you everywhere? Yeah. So let let me just go back to the goal thing. Goal, the definition of a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort, aim or desired result. Okay. I don't really think that I can accomplish my goal today. Anything I can accomplish today, 10 phone calls, that's a target. I can hit a target, boom, 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 boom. A goal, I probably can't hit it. It would be like, oh, I want to become a master shooter. 
would be the goal. The target would be, you know, I want to hit these 10 objects. Okay, now to this other question about being recognizable. The goal in the show is, the rules of the show are, I can't, I don't have any money, I can't use my contacts, can't use my credit facilities, I can't use my name. If I get discovered, I can't do the deal. So while I've heard some people say, oh man, the cameras had to help you. In most cases, the cameras did not help me, they hurt me. People that like cameras probably couldn't help me build a business because they want to be on camera and then they're not going to do business. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I want to be on camera. I want to be famous. The real business people did not want to be on camera. I lost three deals in 90 days, three significant. One of those deals would have made me $3 million. Wow. And I lost that deal because of the cameras. The deal was awarded to somebody else because they got spooked by the crew. Yeah. So in some cases, in some cases, it helped me because basically it distracted from me. And I would yeah. tell them, hey, by the way, I want to come in. My name's Lewis Curtis. I'm from Los Angeles. I'm moving my family to Pueblo. I had my whole pitch down. And when I got to the parking lot, there was this crew outside. Side note, there's a bunch of camera people out here with a group called American Pride that supposedly is doing some kind of documentary on Pueblo. Look, I don't know who they are. If I were you, I wouldn't trust them. They said they're from Los Angeles. That's what I'm trying to get away from. For what I know, they could be with Bravo. They might be with the Kardashians. I don't know who the hell they are, but I'm here to build a business and look for opportunities. So if you want to let them in, let them in. But I want to know, man, can me and you talk some business while I'm in town because I'm trying to get my family here. So in many cases, it, it added a layer that I really didn't want to spend time or energy on. And in at least three instances, it ruined my ability to do a deal. Yeah. And even from being recognizable, was just shaving your head enough? Did pe people were just able to say, oh, Grant Cardona has hair. That can't be him. Like, how did that work? Yeah. So I shaved my head. I don't know, Johnny, if you got any of those shots, behind, then you can throw it behind. But uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Look, shaving my head definitely helped me stay undercover um, because people are used to seeing me with a certain look. It, it helped. Uh, there was one meeting that I was in. And, and again, the crew helped. You see, see when, when I'm ball headed and then there's a camera crew, that, that also was a bit of a distraction for people. If you know me, you're expecting to see me with a full head of hair. Yeah. You're also not expecting to see me in Pueblo. And yeah. you're probably expecting to see me in some 10X gear like I'm wearing right now. <laughs> like yeah. I was in a t-shirt. I had two t-shirts and two pair of blue jeans. That's all I wore every day. So one meeting that I was in with a mortgage broker uh, towards probably 60, 70% into the 12 weeks that I was there, maybe the eighth or ninth week. I was in a meeting. I'm pitching him a deal. It's a $120,000 pitch. And the guy probably, I don't know, 12 minutes into the presentation says, hey, anybody ever tell you? He literally did this. Excuse me one second. Anybody ever tell you you sound just like Grant Cardone? <laughs> I said, dude, I hear that all the time. Do you think I'd be in Pueblo if I was Grant Cardone, he's like, not a chance. <laughs> and that's how I covered that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And that's why I was looking at it when I, when I first watched it, I was like, man, like, is it really just the hair that, that people recognize him by? And, and I guess that's what it is. I mean, you obviously have a recognizable voice, but I guess you made it somehow. You know, the other thing that helped Ron was the mask, right? And uh, because we got interrupted, yeah. I was two weeks, I was only 10 days, maybe 11 days into the, into the shooting and we got disrupted and shut down because of COVID. Um, 
And uh, when I came back, the mask, I was able to hide behind the mask for quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of got lucky there. And then obviously you're going to this whole other environment. And so there's a lot of external changes. But for you, when you lost everything, essentially, and you started from scratch, what was that mental change from the inside? Because obviously there's external stuff. Or was there even a change? You just or were you so confident in what you were doing? You knew who you are inside and didn't really affect you. Yeah, look, it was very liberating to be to lose everything uh, in a weird way. Like, I don't want to lose everything. Nobody wants to lose everything. But it was very, very liberating to like, oh, wow, I don't have any money. I don't have any credit yeah. cards. This is not really a new thing for me, though, because I'm always I have this uh, philosophy of going to zero where you don't operate as though you have cushions you, you, you don't, you don't have uh, the, you know, save for a rainy day kind of fund. So I've been operating like that for a long time where I don't have anything where, where I'm waking up every morning, regardless of what I do have operating like I'm at zero. So when discovery gave me a hundred dollars, first thing I did was bring it to the bank and get rid of it uh, because I know I don't need money. Money is a money is money. Money will not make you happy and you don't need money to have money. You need money to buy things, period. In some cases, you don't even need money to buy things. You need people that have money that can buy things. And so I knew I trusted my ability to communicate with people, but I was still terrified, dude. When I got to Pueblo, I had no place to sleep three hours before the sun went down. I had no food and I had a hundred bucks and I didn't know where I was. It was terrifying. This was the hardest, single hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And there are some people that are in that state for a very, very long time. So for that, what advice would you give to them when you were in that state? What were some things you learned that can be applied to people that are not in there for a show that are there for some of them, most of their life? You got to quit with the nonsense, right? You got to quit saying you need money to make money and you got to quit saying nobody knows you and you got to quit saying you don't have time. And the thing I'm most proud about with this show is that if when you watch this show, I will debunk most people's excuses, time, money, and contacts. It's, it's a complete myth. You don't need any of them. You need, to, you need to get them. But look, I had 90 days during COVID to build a million-dollar business in a town I've never been to. The thing I had that most people don't have was I had a strategy. I have 35 years of knowing the truth. I don't need money. I need contacts. I need to make contacts, new contacts. I know how to communicate with people. I know how to persist and stay in a deal. You know, I know that money is not what I need, but people is what I need. So I basically, I didn't spend any time flipping, selling cars or trying to make money, uh, getting a job for $15 an hour. I knew exactly where to go, how to get started, who I needed to talk to. I did the math. There's strategy. You don't need money. You don't need time. You don't need contacts, but you do need a strategy. And the thing that Discovery couldn't take from me was my strategies. I got 35 years of intelligence, knowing how to spin a business, build a business, grow a business. And I didn't have the liability of the lies people tell themselves, time, money, and contacts. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of limiting beliefs, like you said, and, and those goals that we talked about in the beginning will kind of help people visualize that so they can make those strategies ahead of time. Because a lot of people, they only have short term goals like, you know, meditate today or exercise today, and they're not really thinking long term. And so I think that's where a lot of the limiting beliefs kind of kick in. But again, really appreciate you 
having you on the show. Is there any final tips that you would say? I know we kind of uh, got into that in the last advice, but any final thing you want to say? Uh, obviously, yeah, I'll tell you this, this is what I would do, bro. You know, I would spend less time meditating and more time communicating. Yeah. Medi- with people, not with yourself. Like the problem with the meditation is you're communicating with you. And if you don't have anything, it's the same problem I have with the secret, the same thing I have with visualization, same issue that I have with affirmations. I can talk, I can talk until I'm blue in the face to the mirror that I'm gonna be a billionaire. Dude, you gotta go talk to billionaires. You wanna be a billionaire? You either gotta meet a billion people or you need to meet a billionaire. That's the only two ways to, to skin that cat, right? You either gotta talk to a billion people and help a billion people or you need to sit down and talk to a billionaire. I recommend yeah. both. Yeah, it's that action step. Really appreciate it, man. Let's appreciate do you, it. brother. Be great, let's, all right? Let's 10X. Awesome. Take care, man. Thank really you, Ram. I appreciate it, buddy.